Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. Today's episode is an interesting one. We are talking about the scaling gap, and this is something that I have, over the years, seen play out in many different formats and many different ways, but there are some themes and there are some clear trends that come up with when I work with women and work with female entrepreneurs as they grow their businesses that happens. And so today we are going to talk about the scaling gap. This episode is useful whether you um, are a few years into your business journey, whether you're newish to business, whether your revenue is stagnating, whether it's grown, whether you've rapidly scaled, whether you're yet to scale, whether you don't know if you want to scale. It's a really interesting conversation and, and a useful one. I will try and keep it as short and to the point as possible. But yes, we're going to dive in. Now, what I'm talking about when I talk about the scaling gap is there is basically this difference between people wanting to scale and wanting to grow a business and to have a bigger business than they currently do. And then having this gap between them feeling like they want to do it and actually doing it. And then people having them in it in themselves to do it. So I call it like people having it in them to do it as in like, Have they got what it takes to actually make it happen? Because what the conversation around this topic always inevitably fails to touch on is that scaling is hard. I am not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that it has to be painful. I'm not saying that it has to be horrendous and you have to dread it. But I am saying that it is difficult at times and it's challenging and it will push you and it will force you to be to step into situations and roles and places that you didn't know that you needed to be or that you could access. Um, On the flip side of it, scaling can be very fun. It can be simple. It can be sort of exhilarating. It is an experience, right? And I think it's important to have both of those and understand that the two of them will coexist together. Um, And so, but there's a gap between where you want to be and where you are And then this gap can sometimes be a massive hole. And what happens is people are lost along the process. So today's conversation is about the scaling gap and how big that gap is and how far along the journey people get before they fall off and before kind of things come into play. And I just want to talk through some items to do with the scaling gap and to do with things that you can look at and use to support yourself with as you move forward. Just to kind of... Um, bring it back to some statistics. Now, I haven't spent ages finding these statistics for you, although I could do, um, because, you know, a statistics is a statistic. I am very, I've spoken before about how I feel very much like you have to take statistics with a pinch of salt and none of them are that valid and none of them are hugely reliable. And it's a very difficult one. So I've picked two. We could talk about 100. We'd still not be that much further ahead. So I just wanted to touch on two items, one from the US, one from the UK to kind of, give an interesting perspective in terms of the scaling gap. But when I talk about the reason I'm passionate about this and the reason that I help people to scale and the reason I'm so honored and sort of motivated to do so is that more women need to get their businesses to a bigger point. 
And it's not that women don't want them to be. And sometimes they do. And that's fine. There's no push here to say that everyone has to have a big business. You know, I don't scale my businesses to, to huge heights. And that's okay. Like everybody can do whatever they want to do. However, there is a group of people who do want to scale their businesses, who are hungry for it, who do want to do it, but maybe they don't know how or they've tried it before. And it's been horrendous. or it's been really hard or they've had difficult issues. And so people don't necessarily get there. And so for women, I think there's a whole other host of issues that come on top of that. And that's not what we're going to talk about today. It's not a gendered sort of discussion. And it's not about that. Although I love that sort of conversation. That's a different kind of conversation. But in terms of some UK statistics, the Alison Rose Review of Entrepreneurship, a female entrepreneurship, which is an amazing um, report that comes out every year, which I highly encourage you to read. Um, it comes out normally around International Women's Day, and it's a really powerful um, review that that happens. And there was one released this year as like an update. Um, but one of the key statistics in that is that male SMEs, so small, medium enterprises, are five times more likely to scale up to one million pound turnover than female SMEs. So I'm just going to repeat that again. So male SMEs are five times more likely to scale up to the one million pound turnover and beyond than female SMEs. Now, that is not a uh, women can't do it. It's not that women are not equipped to do it. It's not, you know, all these possible things that you could say. That is not the case. What is the case is it's to do with accessibility. It's to do with opportunity. It's to do with, um, you know, various support measures. It's to do with knowledge. There's, there's whole ways that we could talk about with that. But that is one thing to think about. So men are more likely to scale to one million. And then from a US perspective, in 2016, there was a survey by the Bank of America, which found that 17% of women business owners had annual revenues of 1 million or more. So 17% of the people that they surveyed had a revenue of 1 million or more. Now, that is fine. We're not necessarily going, well, it's not fine, but in terms of like, I want to make this clear that we're not trying to get everyone to 100%. We don't need that 100% of women business owners and making annual revenues of a million dollars or more because that's not necessary we don't you know we don't need to do that that some people don't want to do that and therefore that's not the goal however what the goal is is that I believe there is huge amounts of women who want more money they understand the power of money they want to create good in the world they want to create impact they want to do amazing things and they want to provide for themselves and their families and at the same time and they don't because there's this gap and there's this point where they are and the point where they want to be and this massive gap in the middle of the scaling gap. And I essentially, most of my work that I do day to day with business owners is about getting people through this gap. It's about getting people through the scaling journey, through the process and get them to the point that they want to get to. And I love it. I live it, I breathe it, I enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. But I'm also well aware that this when you don't have support like me in your business on a consistent basis, constantly there, this is where people get swallowed up. And this is why I'm really passionate about what I do in terms of my one-to-one -one practice and in terms of people having me as a kind of strategy consultant and a leadership coach and a business advisor and all the things that comes into the one investment that I have is because I truly believe that having that in their business and making that investment every single year or you know every six months or whatever they choose to do, that helps them stop being swallowed up by the scaling gap and forces them and ensures that they get through it. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do with that, because ultimately people who want to get to the million pound mark, you know, eight figure mark beyond that, it's going to take a hell of a lot of a push. And it's going to take some real difficult conversations and difficult times and difficult sort of situations that come up to get them there. And I sort of go on the journey with them to help them with that.
However, this isn't the kind of like sales thing as to why you should come work with me. <laughs> it's just the connection. I just wanted to get the ground running really with some statistics. And as I said, you know, it's, it's I picked those two because I thought they were interesting, but you know, we could go on and on about the statistics. However, a lot of the scaling gap comes from this idea of you have to understand and decide about where do you want to go and at what speed. So how aggressively you want to grow. I talk about this a lot, but that's essentially why you've got to decide that because the path you go on is going to massively change depending on what that looks like and what it means for you. It really kind of changes and adapts depending on what you want to do. So for some people, they will come to me and they're making a hundred grand a year and they want to get to seven figures in a year. And some people might want to do that in five years or 10 years. And the path in which you go on and the enjoyability of it changes depending on those factors. I'm not saying that the longer you give it, the easier it is, because that's not always the case. But I'm just saying that you have to kind of understand and grapple with the idea of how quickly do you want this to happen? And then this is the key bit. So this is the bit that's missing, (laughs) what I'm about to say. You can have that all laid out in your head and you can decide what you want and you can decide how fast you want it to do it. And that's a whole piece of work, but you decide that, right? The next bit is the key bit. You then have to understand that you can have the talk about this. You can have the dream. You can have the thought process. You can have the like, oh, this is this and I'm so good and I'm amazing and blah, blah, blah. But will you do the work? Will you sit and do the hard graft that it is going to take? Because at times it is going to be like pulling teeth potentially. And it may not be singing all dancing, beautiful Instagram videos, pictures, how fantastic, right? Sometimes it's going to be really painful. And then the next bit of that, because there's not just one bit, and this is the issue, right? Is it, do you have the talk? Do you walk the walk and do the work? And can you do that for a long period of time? Can you do the work for a long period of fucking time? I try not to swear on these, but I'm going to, sorry, okay? Can you do that? That is the scaling gap summed up. We could go home right now. We could say, that's it. (laughs) Just be like, that's it. Because ultimately it is, right? You decide what you want. You decide how fast you want to grow. But there has to be a point, and this is where I think most people, men and women, fall off. Everybody. It's not a gendered thing at this point. It's the point of which where people have the talk but they can't do the work or they can't do the work for a long enough period of time. They have the talk, they walk the walk. And then after six months, they fall off. After a year, they fall off. After two years, they fall off. After three years, they fall off. People are not understanding that scaling is a long-term thing. Not always, but most of the time. And so this gap that is in the middle is so humongous and is so challenging at times. And there's so many low points and there's also so many high points but inevitably people remember the low. (laughs) Like, and I'm really big on celebrating wins. And people say to me, why are you so obsessed with getting people to celebrate their wins? This is why. Because when you are scaling, there will be days where you literally want to just crawl into bed, close the world down and close your business down and never come out again. And yes, there's a lot to do. There's a lot you can do to prevent that from happening. But sometimes there is external circumstances, which mean that it is impossible for anybody, me, you, whoever, to predict or mitigate against. And so this scaling gap thing is a massive problem and it's really bloody hard. And you have got to sort of go on a journey 
of learning this. This isn't that you're just miraculously one day going to be like, yep, I am sorted and I'm ready for the scaling gap and I'm going to smash it. That's not necessarily, you know, what's going to happen. However, you need to acknowledge and be aware of this idea of having the talk is not the same as walking the walk. And walking the walk is not the same as doing that for a month, doing that for a week, heck, doing that for a day. Some people will come to me and say, oh, I want this business. They're prepared to do it for a day and then they walk away. I'm like, well, good luck. Sorry, I can't help you on that one. Like, (laughs) I literally can't help you. Walking the walk for a day, for a week, for a month is very different than six months, is very different from a year, is very different from two years, and is massively different from five years or 10 years or 15 years. You have to understand that this is not going to happen overnight. The development and the place and the refinement and the efficiency that you want to get to is unlikely to happen in a three-month period. Fact. Because you as a leader and your brain does not have the ability to evolve that fast. You know, maybe like the 1% of the population does, but even then you're really kind of like, you know, you're really pushing it. It takes time for us to evolve as humans. It takes time for us to step into what we know we can be, and that's okay. But that's why when I talk about sustainably scaling your business, that's why it's so important, because this is gonna tear you apart potentially If you don't have a sustainable strategy in place, if you don't have clear people in your corner cheering you on, monitoring you, helping you, like that's why I argue about monthly check-ins with people. Like sometimes people pay and they come and um, maybe they've worked with me closely and actually they've decided I don't necessarily need to see you multiple times a month, but they come and see me once a month. And that's one of the reasons why. They come and see me once a month, they pay a fee, they come for an hour, They all, all they get is an hour. They get an hour of my time. But in that hour, that can be the difference between them staying on the path and staying focused and they leave with a to-do list and they leave with an understanding of what the hell they're doing and they leave with a strategy that's aligned for where they're at right now and what they're focusing on and what the challenges they're dealing with. That can be enough to keep people on that road to closing that scaling gap and getting to the other end. And we have evidence of that, right? Like we have solid evidence. This is not just me sat here like, oh yeah, this is great. Like, you know, like how amazing. This is like, we have solid evidence as a business to say that this is correct and true. And I urge you to think about what are you prepared to work for? What do you want? But also what won't you do? And what can't you do? Now your strategy is going to change over that time. So it's not that when I'm saying you have to have the talk and then you walk the walk and you have to do it for a long period of time. It's not that you're doing the same thing for 10 years. Your strategy is going to change. But the point of it is, is that the work is going to be there to do for years and years and years and years. So you need to stop looking at it as this end point that you're magically going to get to and it just be like, oh, amazing. Like we've got this point, we've got this revenue come in. For most people, the more revenue they make, the some bigger problems come up. You get to seven figures, some hefty size problems can come up that's terrifying. And the problems you had when you were making six figures somewhat become very easy and sort of dreamlike almost. Don't get into this trap of feeling like, I'm just going to like follow what I hear on a podcast. Ironically, you listen to a podcast. (laughs) I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to read somebody's business book and I'm going to randomly just like scroll through Instagram and see whatever strategy someone's promoting. And I'm going to use that as my growth strategy, as my scaling strategy to get me scaling with purpose sustainably. It ain't going to work. It might work 
for the one person out of a million, but it ain't gonna work for most people. And that's okay. But don't be sold a dream that is just so not true. Because a lot of people share their journey and a lot of people talk the talk, but they're not, you know, it's not their fault. They, just, they can't give you everything in a bloody podcast, right? You can't give everybody everything in a piece of content. So really, really commit to being like, okay, I'm aware of this scaling gap and I'm going to lean into it. And I understand that like, this is an issue, but it's also something that it's a challenge almost and that you can change things and you can step into it. That's exciting. I don't want to make this sound like scaling's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's awful because it isn't, I promise. It's really amazing. It's beautiful and it's fantastic and hugely helpful and, you know, beneficial for people and it changes lives. But I am also aware that at times it's, it's really tough. So what I'm going to talk through now is some of the like things that come up and I'm not going to cover all of them, but we're going to cover quite a few, cover some of the things that come up, some of the kind of thoughts around it, some of the possible um, solutions that you can look at and things you can look at doing if you are at this place where you are scaling your business and whether that's you're going from 60 grand a year to 200 grand a year or whether you're going from 150 grand a year and you want to get to 500 grand a year, like whatever it is, or you're going from 500 grand a year to 3 million a year, this will help you to kind of bridge the gap of this understanding of, right, I'm scaling and what does this mean for me? So when you're at point A, okay, so everybody's at point A, which is where they're at right now, and then you're going to get to point B and there's a process in between that. What you have to learn to do is understand how am I going to bridge that gap? Now, there is no one written rule with that. There's no one strategy. There's no like magic code that you're going to find to crack that because that doesn't exist. So the joy of this is that there are many, 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 many different ways of getting from A to B. You have to work out which is the best option for you, which works for you, which is the most sort of makes the most sense for you, which is really fun. And so you do that through a lot of different ways. But what you've got to work out is... How do you manage to do that over the period of time it's going to take you? And the difficulty with that is you don't know how long it's going to take you. So, and I don't know that. So people can come to me and say, I want to do this the next amount of time. And I can create a strategy, which I know is aggressively placed to get them there. But I always have to say, I can't 100% guarantee that that will happen. Because there's too many factors that we just are not in control of, right? Nobody is. And so you have to understand that that's a, a journey and a paradigm that you sit with, that you go on a journey with, which is really interesting, I think, because it forces you to expand your ability to hold things and your capacity to be able to process unknown situations and unknown outcomes. And as entrepreneurs, we like known outcomes. We want to know things. We want to know that it's this. We want to know that we're going to spend X amount of money on an ad and we're going to get X amount out, which we know that doesn't happen straight away. It might eventually, but you know, for now, it's like, we don't know for sure. And so this is a journey that you go on and build in your leadership and build in your ability and your successfulness as an entrepreneur. The next sort of item I want to touch on is when I talk to people about the scaling gap and about what is making it difficult for you to scale. And I'm going to ask you this right now. So why is why are you finding it hard to scale your business? What is the thing that's the problem or what is the thing that's stopping you from scaling right now? Have a think about what that is in your head. Think about it. 
what most people will say and what most founders say, and they say it to me, they say it to everyone. It's not, you know, this is not my anecdotal evidence. This is quite sort of everybody would agree, I think, on this, is that most people will say limited resources in some fashion. So you might be sat thinking money, you might be thinking time, you might be thinking, um, you know, ability to access X, Y, and Z conversation with this person. Like most people, it's like a limited resource thing. And they like kind of, they just are like, well, I don't have the money or the money's not there or the time's not there or the team's not there. It's like, it's a resource issue, right? But I want to remind you that that is not always true. And that isn't always the case. And it might be, but if you're listening, it might not be. And actually, it might be something else, which I want to talk about. And I wonder if you can guess what I think that you think I'm going to say. But yes, limited resources is real. But limited resources is about perception and it's about what you see something as. And so what I believe is one of the biggest issues and the biggest hurdles we've got to get over is the mindset and vision piece. That's the next stage of this, okay? Mindset and vision is the difference between how you see limited resources. Because one person will look at one situation with the same amount of resources in a very different way with very different opportunities to the other person, even though the situation is the identical same situation. And this is one of the hardest things that business owners struggle with. You understanding from a solid perspective of how narrow facing your mindset and your vision can get when you're scaling is so key. And it happens to all of us, right? You're not alone. But because you're so focused on something, your creativity and your ability to look at things from different perspectives starts to sort of decline somewhat, especially if you've been doing this for a few years. And so you have to kind of do exercises and kind of find solutions and find ways of challenging your brain to be like, okay, how do I think of things differently? And this is why when we're scaling, we have advisors, we have experts, we have different people to help us. It's why bigger businesses have a board. Because essentially what happens is the CEO and the founder's head gets so kind of, not sort of blinkered because that's not true. Because sometimes you need to be more blinkered. But it gets very difficult to look beyond where you're going and look differently at a problem or a situation. And so this mindset and vision piece is really key. Now, really, really high level business owners struggle with this. And they can waste hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds on this. They can waste many years of their life to this. And when I say waste, it's not waste because it's, waste is not the correct terminology. I would say more hemorrhage or I would say more sort of lose, you know, money and time for years sometimes because of this kind of solid vision. It's like, people are like, well, it's because of the team. It's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of that. And like, sometimes I'll go into a business and I can see the issue and I agree with them with what the issue is. They're explaining an issue to me and I agree. But the solution that I see is very different from the solution they see. They just haven't seen it yet. And that's okay. And they haven't seen like there's a different way. And so if you're listening to this, this mindset piece and the vision piece, so, so, important and that is very different from team management and leadership development I want to make that clear so team management and leadership development is more sort of on the ground 
reactive situation a lot of the time. Whereas this mindset and vision stuff that I'm talking about here, it's, it's very explorative. It's very deep. It's very creative. And that's hard because in amongst all the time that you have, which is limited, that's not going to come up and play as a high priority a lot of the time, because why would it? It's kind of, you know, it's a difficult one. <laughs> it's like, why would that be the priority out of all the things you've got to do when you already don't have enough time? But being aware of this through this conversation is, is really important. The other things to think about with the scaling gap and how do you reduce the scaling gap and how do you manage the, the scaling gap and how do you work through it is from a more um, practical perspective and from a really like businessy perspective, if you want to call it that, is the idea around maintaining quality and service. So as people scale, there are huge gaps that appear here. Huge, huge gaps, which I believe prevent the scaling activity to go from, like maybe someone scales from 100 grand to 500 grand a year, but then to get them from 500 to like the two mil, that can then fall apart at the point in which they're trying to do it because they're using the same infrastructure and things that they were using before, which is a whole separate conversation. However, one of the issues is around quality and level of service. So we're talking about customer here. We're talking about client. We're talking about how people perceive an organization and how they experience an organization as they move through a company, whether that's internally as in team or whether that's actually externally. And I'm talking more about externally returns of clients and customers. When you're scaling, this can get people wound up in knots for ages and ages and ages. And people can like waste like sort of years and years on this because they're going round and round in circles and it takes up so much time. So what this might look like is firefighting a lot of the time. Like firefighting is really um, something that, you know, entrepreneurs who are scaling, that is their sort of daily gripe. It's, it's the daily frustration. And a lot of that comes from how do we maintain service and quality? It's not even about improving a lot of the time. It's about how do we even keep that close-knitness, that beautifully bespoke, that beautiful boutique feel that you maybe had when you were at like 50 grand or 60 grand or 200 grand but then now you're at the 800 grand a year mark it's like how do we keep that how do we make that be the main thing because for a lot of people that was what the USP was and so that becomes a real grapple in time and you know some of the work I do with people is around that and how do we put things in place because that can really be difficult um but I'd say if you want one thing to look at, that would be my main thing in the sense of the scaling gap really kicks in. And one of the real low points of that can be this, how do we maintain the quality and the service? Going back to something a bit more strategic and a bit more sort of lensed out, If that is that a word? Probably not, I apologize. <laughs> Drawn out? No, zoomed out, that's the correct word. <laughs> Some of you will be laughing who listen to this regularly, who have to deal with my dyslexic, um, difficulties that I seem to struggle with for those of you who don't know I am severely dyslexic and uh, I found out when I was 18 and it's been an interesting journey since then but I say the wrong things all the time and mean one thing and actually say another however a zoomed out lens and approach one of the things you've got to work through when you're going through the scaling gap and when you're successfully going to scale well and you're going to scale your business to seven figures eight figures whatever you want it to be is learning to manage risk strategically strategically is the key bit here okay Learning to manage risk strategically. Learning to manage risk strategically means that you understand what it means to be wrong. Okay, 
Like, ultimately, that's what it means. It means, how do I manage risk and do it in a way that feels safe and is balanced and has purpose? So the purpose piece is another key bit, right? How do we manage the risk strategically, tactically, and with a purpose behind it? Because sometimes people manage risk from a state of reactivity, or sometimes people are managing risk from a position of revenue-driven response. Or sometimes people are managing risk based upon safety, which the safety piece is a whole ball game in terms of the scaling gap. Like safety and scaling don't always go together. It's <laughs> ultimately what I'm trying to say. So I'm not saying you have to be in a state of panic the whole time. I'm not saying that the whole time was going to feel unsafe because that's not good. You can feel safe when you're scaling. And sustainable scaling really incorporates safety. However, there is going to be a time and a place where when you're managing risk, if you do so from a place of safety, it is going to ruin the trajectory of your business. Ruin's too strong. How do I word that? When I say ruin, I mean ruin in terms of your 12-month um, goal, not in terms of your 20-year legacy journey. I just mean in terms of the immediacy of what you're trying to achieve in a given quarter, month, period, year. Okay? So safety... And managing risk from a position of safety is a challenging one. Sometimes you're going to have to do that if there's some kind of issue, i.e. COVID strikes again, there's a pandemic, there's some kind of thing where you have zero control over. Safety is fine if you've got to manage risk from that perspective. However, if you're trying to manage risk from a strategic perspective and a one that is so linked to your revenue and your profit and your growth... And it's actually to do with how do we grow as a business, which ultimately means you need to get more clients, impact, reach, community, audience. You need to be doing that strategically with purpose, not from a state of this is what's worked in the past. This is what's safe. This is what we know works. What you know works does not necessarily sit well when you're scaling. Those are two separate things. Yes, sometimes you can take a strategy from literally start up from zero to a million to 10 million to 20 million. But they are few and far in between. The concept stays the same. And this is something people really got to understand in their head. The concept stays the same. But the application and the strategy is different. So the core concepts of business will always remain. And they remain whether you're making 10 grand a year or 20 million a year. The application of that and how you manage that, how you get your staff to deliver that, how you execute on that very different. And when you're scaling, it needs to be really strategic and really with purpose. And the risk element is big. And that is why people scale. And it's hard because people are like, oh, I've got to make a decision. And it's really difficult. And people's lives, you know, you're, you might be responsible for people's mortgages. I'm not saying this is easy. It's blooming hard. Like this is the kind of stuff you grapple with because you're like, oh my goodness, like I made the wrong decision. What does this mean for this person and that person and this person's family? And it becomes really, really heavy. Again, coming back to why having people around you is so key. Having support around you when you're scaling so key. Having someone who can strategically help you who is not inside the business 24-7 is really important. I.e. like me, like a coach, like an advisor, like a board, like a anything in terms of 
having help. However, don't just have loads of noise. Don't just have loads of like opinions. I don't have someone who lives down the street and they built this business 20 years ago and that means this. Like, I'm not dissing people or dissing lived experience, but what I'm saying is you've got to be careful. There's a very fine line between finding advice from someone you know versus taking advice and using it strategically with someone who can support you. Don't get those two mixed up. That's another key thing. Scale and gap. People have advice from people who they shouldn't be taking advice from. Or they have people who mean really, really well, but don't necessarily have the toolkit to be able to support people. And therefore they're spreading information and it doesn't necessarily help the person. Hopefully this is like you're, you're, at, you're understanding what I'm saying here. I really feel like this conversation is so important. It's so necessary. It is so key and it's something that people don't really I suppose talk about a lot because it's it's so nuanced as always I've got two more pointers that I want to talk to you about today with regards to the scaling gap um the first of the two is about identifying challenges so as you go along this journey of the scaling you know of scaling your business and you or in this point of you're at point A, but you want to get to point B. And maybe you've ended up at point A and a half, you know, you're like halfway there. And so you've then got to um, sort of embark on the second half of the journey. Although not that the journey ever has a full end point, but you know what I mean in terms of this situation of this example. Learning to be able to identify challenges is really important. And doing so in a way that is objective, which is blooming hard. It's really difficult. Like <laughs> It's much easier to say, but in applications, hard. So learning to identify a challenge as it appears, but also trying to predict challenges. Now, predicting challenges is hard because sometimes that can get CEOs really wound up in the wrong way. Often you want someone who's predicting challenges and identifying challenges to not necessarily be the CEO, but someone close to them. Um, because that can be an, a, a difficult thing and people can get quite overwhelmed. But learning to identify as an organization, as a business, as a company, what does this mean for us? Where does the challenge go? Like, what does the challenge mean? What is the challenge? Is it a challenge or is it an opportunity? Understanding those two is really key. And I know you like read something on Instagram and everyone's like, oh, a challenge can be an opportunity. It's like, yes, that is true. But what I'm saying to you is you've got to understand when is it that? And how does an opportunity present itself? Not every opportunity is an opportunity and not every challenge is a challenge, which I know sounds obvious, but like it isn't. <laughs> when you're in it, it's not. And so don't just see every opportunity as something you've got to pounce on and you've got to do because within the scaling gap, the issue there is people do action too much. They take on stuff they shouldn't be doing. They take on stuff that's not aligned to their goals. They take on stuff that is marketed as an opportunity to them, but isn't. It's a waste of their time. Just because something pays you money doesn't mean it's an opportunity. Just because something promises you reach and exposure doesn't mean it's right. Just because something's going to really massage your ego and make you feel like an amazing founder and an amazing business owner that's done all this amazing stuff. Bullshit. It might not be the right thing for you. And you have got to objectively be able to guide yourself and lead yourself through this stuff. And it is hard. It's hard, okay? But breathe into it and just sort of sit and just be like, okay, I am like really stepping into this role of a scaling leader and understanding that 
that is going to be difficult and sometimes you're going to make mistakes and sometimes you're going to be challenges and sometimes you're going to really get to the end of the day and think I should have handled that differently that's okay if you are aware and you can get to the point where you're like do you know what I should have handled that differently next time I want to do x y and z thing great 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 that you are at that point where you can do that so powerful I know this episode is a lot of quite heavy concepts and a lot of me not shouting at you but (laughs) it's a lot of me really driving home things to you but I hope that you know that it comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of me wanting you to get to where you want to get to like I want you to hit that revenue goal and feel on top of the world and think yes we blooming did it or you want to hit that impact goal or you know the team you want to hit a certain engagement and happiness score like it's so huge when you're scaling when we talk about scaling we talk a lot about revenue and money it's not all about that okay and um you can make it be whatever you want it to be your sort of kpis can be set around anything your levels of success are not dictated by money it's dictated by what you want it to be dictated by so lean into that and and dive into understanding what it is that you want and what it is that your team and your business the people in your business want the final point i'm going to leave you on today is so key and i think i talk about this a lot of the time but it is around you need to really understand the objectives you are setting for yourself for yourself for your business for your team for anybody who is relating to your business understand what the objective is that you're setting are you setting the right objective many people i speak to have not set the right objective and that's what gets really tricky because they've hyped everyone up they've gotten the whole business on board they've got everybody drilled in and then i come in and i'm like why is that the objective and they're like well because of this and it it makes sense right it makes total common sense that they want to do something so the objective is that however when i go in and dive deeper and dig further I then discovered that that necessarily isn't 100% the objective. It might be, you know, along the right lines, but it's like it needs a pivot or a tweak. And then people are like, oh, okay. And then we go through a process of helping people to understand and we can implement change management and there's a lot of things we can do. So don't panic. It's not a panic situation. But what it helps people to do is helps people to understand that actually objectives and setting objectives is a way bigger thing than people think it's not a case of you just plugging something out one day and saying that's going to be the objective and actually sometimes the objective and the goal are very different and then the objective and that's what I'm essentially saying because when I come into a business often the objective is very obvious to the goal like that's what they've set but when I come in I say well hang on a minute the objective should be x thing it's very different from what they've set Because what they've set and if they achieve it, what they'll get is very different from the goal that they're basing it upon. Now, this is quite intense and it's quite, you know, high level and (laughs) it's getting quite technical. But essentially what that means is, is that what we tend to find is not many people achieve goals and hit their goals consistently, right? The people that do, that's amazing and great. But sadly, there is a group of people who they do hit their goals, but it's not, they then feel unfulfilled and they feel frustrated and there's a whole set of problems come up. And often that comes from having the wrong objective set in the first place. Um, And that's something that you learn and is hard, you know, like you can't necessarily avoid it sometimes, like it is what it is, Um, but people can help you with it. And some people can have hindsight and, and support and kind of, just tweak and it's an ever so slight tweak it's not that you're like a million miles away it's just that someone with kind of a vision forward can maybe see that if you hit that objective 
the result and the positivity that comes from that isn't necessarily going to match up to the level or to the standard of or to the volume that you have predicted it will do. And that's where it becomes tricky on the scaling gap because people then fall short of where they thought they were going to be. And then that inevitably in itself starts a spiral of like frustration and can really suffer from a business perspective because the team morale can drop and there's different things that can happen from that. Um, but I think let's leave it there in terms of the thoughts and objectives and what you're setting because they can become quite technical. What you basically need to really understand is what are you setting and why are you setting it? And is that aligned to where you're supposed to be going? Is the objective the right objective? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope it's been worth you listening. I hope it's given you food food for thought. I hope you are inspired. I don't want you to feel like this is like me drowning you in <laughs> negativity because it isn't, right? Scaling's amazing. Scaling's fabulous. Enjoy, like enjoy the process. Enjoy it. Just get some support along the way. It's what I really want you to take from this episode, actually, is that this is hard, but there are so many people who can help you. I can help you. We can come along on this journey. It can make it a lot easier. People can predict things and help you to risk mitigate before you even need to miss, miss, risk mitigate. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, and it, you know, it all becomes fun and it's part of a journey and it's exciting. So go out there, smash it, keep going this week. If you are really working towards your Q2 or your Q3 goals, really focus on them and be like, yes. And if you're planning your goals, get really clear on that and get really clear on what you want. This is the power of having support when you're planning things. I know people sometimes say to me, well, why would people pay X amount of money to come and like plan their years when actually they can do it themselves? I'm like, well, yeah, they can do it themselves to some degree, but this is one of the reasons why. Because this idea of understanding things is so key. So have an amazing day, have an amazing week and go and smash it. You've got this. You 100% have got this. Go and sell something, go and talk about your message and really share it with your community and tell people that you are scaling and that you are going after something and that business is a journey and is fun and you are living along and taking the good and the bad. Because that's what ultimately this is all about. Take care. I'll speak to you next week. Tune in then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind the scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.